This is FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Krista Marquis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service. Today I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, Brian Furfel, our Agronomy Marketing Manager, and Crop Specialist Tyler Richmond, and Seed Specialist Jason Buller. So back on May 14th, I believe, we were here planting the Carlinville plot. So today we are going to take some time and do a follow-up on what's going on out here and evaluating how our hybrids and varieties are progressing through this growing season. So Jason, we'll just start uh, with you. Do you want to give us a lowdown on how uh, things are looking out here? Well, uh, we've had a pretty wet spring through the Carlinville area. Um, had some challenges in some places on emergence. This plot didn't... Uh, this plot wasn't too bad. Um, the original planning made it. We uh, had some couple saturating rainfalls here in the last month, but uh, the corn's really, uh, really taken off. Uh, right now, here at the end of July, uh, we're all pollinating. So uh, tassels are out, and uh, silks are out, and pollen's falling. Uh, some of the earlier varieties uh, are even pollinated and silks are turning brown so uh, it, it's coming along pretty good yeah I mean standing out here the plot definitely looks good uh, corn's nice and tall beans look good looks a lot different different from when we were out here in May um, for our listener it's a very this is a very visual podcast glad to provide that uh, that good information uh, Tyler Jason Brian what are some of the things like right now when you guys are doing your scouting uh, you know, with this plot, other fields in general, what are some of the type of things you're going out and looking for? Well, um, for starters, uh, like Jason said, this corn's pollinating right now. So uh, a lot of the May 15th corn that's out in the country, a lot of the May 15 corn that's out in the country is just now coming into uh, fungicide timing. So that's what a lot of uh, the crop specialists are busy doing now is uh, trying to time applications with uh, our aerial applicators and uh, you know um, back to what Jason said again it's been very saturated around here and now with some uh, hot humid weather it's it's ripe conditions for for disease we've got good commodity prices so unfortunately in the immediate carnival area we've got a lot of unevenness in our commercial cornfields so we might not apply fungicide to everything that needs it but we are seeing a nice run on on corn fungicide um, like I said we've got uh, prime conditions for corn disease and also good commodity pricing on the bean side um, trying to wrap up herbicide applications uh, most places should be done again uh, speaking for the immediate caramel area we've We've had some struggles, so we're trying to wrap up our our first post pass, and so, in some cases, second post pass of herbicide applications. And then we've also got some uh, fungicide applications going on on some of the beans that were planted in that uh, early April range. So we're finally able to get ground rigs going on the bean side. In fact, this bean plot was just sprayed for a second time with glufosinate yesterday. So. Uh, Hopefully, Mr. Bob Horrell got that cleaned up. So that's kind of the synopsis here. That was a 
I don't even know if Jason and Brian have anything to add after that, Tyler. That's a that's a great description of of, of what's going on right now. I guess you know one thing. One other thing I I want to ask is, you know, looking ahead uh, out here at our plots uh, between now and uh, this fall when at harvest time, what are the some of the things that that will happen here? What are the, some of the things that will be done? What are the, some of the things you'll be looking for? So future events, um, you know, we'll be holding a few grower field days here in this uh, plot, as well as some other plots scattered around the territory, uh, allowing our growers to come and see um, the hybrids and varieties, not just the hybrids and varieties that they're planting today, but potentially the hybrids and varieties that they will be planting in the future. Uh, give them a good idea, give them uh, some technical expertise from our staff, but then also you know, the Gromark and Bayer uh, folks, uh, agronomists, technical people, that'll give some insights, more insights of specific brands, um, hybrids and varieties. Uh, we'll do some uh, our own crop specialist training, um, you know, teaching them, uh, getting them to know hybrids and varieties like the back of their hand, uh, getting them out in the field, seeing specifics around the corn hybrids and varieties as well. That'd be good. I, I think a lot of our, uh, uh, it's a, that will provide a lot of uh, good teaching opportunity for our uh, employees and, and, and customers as, as well. Uh, you know, as, as we're sitting here today, the end of July, you know, looking at the cross of our geography, looking at the trade territory, like Tyler, you said, uh, you know, we've had across our geography, a lot of different weather events, albeit, you know, some, some places have been dry, some have been very wet. We've had early planting, late planting. Uh, what are some of the things you guys have been seeing out there that uh, maybe are surprising, uh, unexpected, you know, with certain varieties, certain plants, uh, anything that stands out right now? I'll say, you know, as I travel to three county territory from, from Verdon to Marine, uh, and everywhere in between east, north, south, east, west. I mean, there's a lot of diversity within our um, territory. You know, you get to Route 16 that, that separates the north from the south, if, if you want to call it that. But a lot of diversity in, in uh, soil types, soil variances, farming practices, those sorts of things. As you go south, um, you know, they didn't get as much rainfall. Tyler alluded to how central Macuban County has been pretty wet. But as you go south, they haven't been as wet in that soil down there. Um, you know, can kind of uh, brush off a lot of the water they get, and they've they haven't really gotten a whole heck of a lot of water. So it, it's it's kind of the garden spot of the of the area. As you go east into Montgomery County, uh, past Litchfield, that's probably the other uh, I would call garden spot of the territory as well. Um, again, not as much rainfall. Obviously, in some pockets, maybe so. But um, you know, as you look across our three county territory you know, Madison County, Eastern Montgomery County, and then I would probably say Western, or not Western, maybe Western, Southern Macoupin County are probably the leading uh, areas of our county when it comes to just overall way things look, uniformity. From there, um, the, the big thing I guess is, uh, I guess what I see is our patrons who I think I see you're going to pay big dividends or going to get, you know, a pretty good reward in the back end are guys that, that manage their, their crop fairly heavily. They split shot nitrogen, um, 
you know, foliar feeds, fungicide timing. The, the guys, I think, that are that invested um, energy and time, money, effort into trying to increase pro productivity on their, their farm, individual farm fields, I think those guys will probably pay big dividends uh, this year just, just because of, as everybody's alluded to on this podcast, uh, a lot of water stress and, and, you know, increased fertility rates, increased nitrogen rates, those are all pay pretty big dividends. So as your question was, what are, what are some things that, you know, you see maybe paying big dividends? I think that's probably the biggest one. Jason, is there anything you want to point out? So this year's really kind of a tale of two different crops. I mean, there's uh, I've seen some fields that look tremendous. Like Brian said, Madison County got things planted timely, good moisture conditions, uh, weren't overly saturated early season. They were actually a little dry early on, which kind of helped stands and helped rooting depth. Um, and then really when water stress got critical, or when the need for water got critical, it really got an abundance. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say they got too much to where it was pulling crops backwards like we've seen here across parts of Macoupin County. Um, you know, early on, there were some people who jumped jumped in a little early. I mean, we saw some compaction areas uh, and some of this corn, but really uh, we've had enough water now where I think the corn's kind of grown through that. Um so I don't know. There, there's going to be tremendous crops this year, and uh, there's going to be some that have maybe some stand issue, uh, some water holes, and uh, there's going to be some average crops. So it'll be everything kind of in between, I think. Jason, Brian, that's some that's some good stuff. So you guys have talked about uh, mainly like you know the positive things that have that that we've seen across our our growing territory. Tyler, do you have anything as far as what are some issues that that we guys have come across, and then also you know, once you talked about some issues, talk about, uh, you know, the next few months, I know we're getting, you know, it's still a little bit early, but, but here shortly uh, around the corner, uh, we're going to be getting into, uh, uh, selling season for next year's seed. What are some things that you want to, uh, talk about there as far as some traits and platforms that, uh, the guys need to be aware of right now, uh, looking ahead to, to this fall. So here, here we are in 2021 with two pretty new trait platforms in the bean side in Enlist and Extend Flex, and we're still, in some cases, not all, but I mean, we still are struggling with water hemp in this area, no matter what trait platform we're in. And uh, you know, I I see some struggles. I see some, I see some stuff, you know. And and in some cases we've been wet. Uh, in other cases, not so much. But I see. I see some fields where water hemp have been let go to belt high and we come in with, with I don't care if it's Liberty or if it's Dicamba or if it's Enlist uh, <clears throat> and it looks like we're going to kill them and everybody goes home happy but uh, that you know that's that's where we were at 15 years ago with Roundup and now the mess that we're in so um, yeah it might work today but we need to be thinking about two, three, five, seven years down the road what that's going to look like and I don't think we've got too many straight roundup fields out here. We know what they would look like. So we at uh, M&M support all trait platforms, and I think it's just key. You know, I go back to the day that we planted this plot. We talked about the excitement of not knowing going in um, <clears throat> as far as comparing Enlist to the uh, Flex platform. And like I said earlier in this podcast, we sprayed Liberty out there 
the other day, which we can do. But I just stress, you know, we're going to see a lot more plot data. We That's one thing we didn't have going into uh, seed selection season last fall. We did not have a whole lot of plot data on Enlist versus Flex. And I just urge you, I mean, I, it sounds crazy, but we'll start seeing some plots come out in two to three months. And then it'll be time to make some seed decisions. And uh, I think... Uh, hopefully we'll have a little clearer insight as to what to pick uh what to choose from and then from there i just stress that you uh communicate well with your crop specialists as far as what's been purchased and where it's being placed so that we have a good solid weed management program going into 2022 um can i piggyback in here um so talking about seed selection uh you brought up a good point there tyler um We've seen a lot of tremendous wheat yields uh, here this this summer. Uh, now is really the time to start planning for fall. You know, uh, wheat price is uh, at a you know record high for probably the last ten years almost. I mean, we're going to see I think an increase in wheat acres if possible. Um, I could I could foresee wheat seed being tight again this year. We sold completely out last year. And while we're thinking about seed for fall, uh, cover crops, I wanted to mention, a lot of our cover crop species uh, are all grown for seed out west. They do a lot better in uh, that arid climate out there. And, uh, I mean, while we've had an abundance of rainfall here through our part of the Midwest, you know, further to the west, they're they're having record drought. So uh, they're going to have problems with seed production. Um, I've already been hearing there's going to be a lot of things tight. Um, so I would recommend anybody who's planning on planting cover crops this fall, please get your orders in as soon as possible. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to wind up running out of a lot of stuff before the fall's over. Well, thanks guys for all the great information and expectations for what we're going to see and information that will be gathered this fall during harvest. Um, like they mentioned, be in communication with your crop specialist about your seed orders and um, like Jason just mentioned as well, your cover crop orders as well. So thanks for joining me on this hot and humid morning. We'll let you Beautiful get back in the air condition. Well, I'll be back in the air conditioning, you guys. I don't know what you'll be doing. But anyways, this has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M&M Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app.